Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring John Martellero from the Mac Observer and Ephraim Pilch from Laptop Magazine, action-packed, thrill-packed adventure. Oh, I think that's the wrong kind of radio show. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. So first up is John Martellero. And John, of course, is going to talk to us. For starters, a lot of stuff to talk about. TV and Apple's TV or Apple TV initiative. And I did mention something to John before the episode began. There are a couple of more stories out this week about Apple's supposed negotiations with content providers for a subscription TV service. The question I asked is, why do these reporters seem to have amnesia? They've been reporting this for a long time. I, I think every once in a while there's a, a sort of a, a leak or or some sort of source story about what Apple's up to, and that tickles their fancy to write about something and lacking any further insight into what's going on inside Apple. They take it as face value as to what's going on inside Apple by drawing conclusions that maybe are a little shaky. My perspective always is to try to figure out what's going on behind the scenes because what goes on inside Apple almost never gets fully divulged. And so these little tidbits that come out can't be treated as as face value. Given that, I'll tell you what I think is happening. I think Apple has been approaching different technological approaches to the TV. You know, you'd like to be able to minimize the complexities for the consumer. And so what you'd like to do is, say, bypass a lot of the hardware equipment because the, you know, the holy grail for the TV consumer is to go buy a TV and come home and, as Jeff Goldblum used to say, you know, plug it in, connect, there's no step three, that's it. And that's really difficult given the, the technology that, that the carriers have developed. So if you could de- work a deal with a carrier whereby somebody could bring home, say, an Apple TV, and they could just plug it into the coax and then let Apple carry the load from there on. That would eliminate competition. It would eliminate complexities of other set-top boxes, and it would give Apple a little bit of control over the video feed and what goes on with that signal that comes in from the carrier. Well, imagine the carriers not being delighted by that idea (laughs) and saying, no, you know, we like our DVRs and we like our interface to the consumer. And uh, the purpose of the TV is to simply display what it is we decide we're going to display on that HDMI link coming out of the, the DVR. I think that's probably what has been going on for a while as Apple has tried to explore you know, different technical approaches. And in light of that, I wrote an article recently that suggested that that maybe Apple needs to deliver both an HDT, HDTV, you know, as a display unit, and maybe another generation, fourth generation set-top box. I argued that they really need both. And the reason for that is that we've been hearing persistent and tasty and convincing rumors about Apple going into production on a TV. And, of course, we all wonder about whether Apple needs to be in the, in the TV business. So... 
you have to compare that to the rumors that that our Apple's going to com- be coming out with a next generation box, set top box. After all, Tim Cook said that they've sold 13 million of them, about half of those this year alone. So the little Apple TV box that you connect has lots of virtues. It's cheap. You don't have to spend two thousand dollars. You can just spend, you know, ninety nine, or maybe, maybe this fourth generation box will be a little more. Let's say one twenty nine, because it'll have all sorts of cool capabilities, and it'll have apps and it'll have games, and uh, it'll have eight hundred two point eleven AC, so it can connect to your new home airport with eight hundred two point eleven AC, and so maybe it'll be a few dollars more. But it's nothing like two thousand dollars for a, a big LED display. The problem with that is, is that, it, as we know, it just competes with all the other boxes. You, you have to switch over to the Apple TV explicitly, and you have to be conscious about about how to change sources and 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 have active will to say, no, I'm going to depart from the DVR and I'm going to go over and I'm going to watch this source, which for some people is unnerving or maybe too many remotes laying on the coffee table makes it a problem. So. Um, and, and then the other thing is, is that an Apple TV on the HDMI link uh, in, in, into a television doesn't doesn't have o- only Apple's content uh, can be controlled in how they display it. Whereas if Apple has a TV, you know they've got the hardware there, and, and they get to decide what finally appears on the display. For example, you could do picture-in-picture effects and things like that. To the, that uh, you could you could then sort of seize control of the DVR signal coming in and then do something intelligent with it that might please the customer. So the answer is build both and let the marketplace decide. I, these these rumors about one or the other get people into a tizzy because they think, oh, they got to do this. No, they got to do that. Well, it doesn't make sense. Ah, but there's a rumor here. And so everybody says that only has to be one thing. But I think in time we'll see both. It's like the phrase in a certain movie, there can be only one. I think one of the issues here, which is obviously the one that you're referring to here, is the fact that when it comes to a TV set, Apple has to look at the market and see what solution they can provide for the question. Why did Tim Cook say that when he goes back into his living room and turns on his TV set, he's transported 20 or 30 years back in time? How does Apple change that so when you go into the living room to watch your TV set, you feel you have something that's at the cutting edge of technology. I know. And that's when Tim Cook says something like that, you got to remember that it's Cook code, as Brian Chaffin has often said. What he's really saying is something different. When you hear 30 years ago, you're, you're led along the path of thinking that it's the display of the TV guide or uh, the way you find content and display it. I take that to mean that the fundamental technologies that allow you to do everything that you do with the TV experience haven't changed very much in the, in the way of the, the, the whole is more than the sum of the parts. And that means everything that you have in the, in the experience. So buying content, that means entering passwords with those stupid keyboards on the screen. It means finding content. 
It means how content is displayed. Um, you know, you can imagine uh, that in addition to the video signal in the middle of the screen, there might be other things going on on the edges of the screen. You might be, say, tweeting to a friend about something and say, hey, look at this. Or you might be directing something to uh, a friend uh, on FaceTime simultaneously, say, hey, look what I'm watching. Or I just saw this TV commercial. I'm going to reflect it back to you. I know it's something you might need. I know these are silly examples, but it, it's, it's, it's sort of like, let's, let's rethink the entire process as a whole about the experience instead of letting one little statement that I make, you know, direct you down the wrong path. So, and we know that Apple's really good at that. We know that Apple's good at figuring out what customers crave sort of in the Steve Jobs theme of figuring out what customers want before they know they want it. And you know what? Here's a message about something that maybe you didn't know you wanted, but you'll find out that you do. We have John Martellaro joining us. In the second half of our show, we'll be hearing from Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. He'll talk about the ways you can make Windows 8 behave somewhat, at least, like Windows 7. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. Mike Stennerson for Midas Resources. At no time in history have precious metals been more important, certainly not in my 22 years in the industry. The dollar has lost over 90% of its value in the last 60 years. No fiat currency has ever survived the government printing presses. Ours is not immune. The time is now to be proactive. 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Anything tied to the dollar is at risk. CDs, annuities, 401ks, IRAs, stocks, bonds, you name it, so decide. Do you want to leave a legacy of wealth or debt for your family? The choice is yours. Call me at 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. Be proactive, not reactive. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 116. 
great news, pure water lovers. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has a special discount offer for all GCN listeners. You can't do better than a Big Berkey for economy. For only 1.7 cents a gallon, a single set of filters can last for 5 to 10 years. There's none better than a Big Berkey for emergency preparedness as a backup water source. And you just can't beat a Big Berkey to remove dangerous chlorine, all types of fluoride, pathogenic bacteria, cysts, parasites, and unhealthy byproducts from municipal water. Berkey water filter systems are even powerful enough to purify stagnant pond water. For the gold standard in water filters, get a Big Berkey at BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. And all GCN listeners get 5% off all ceramic filter systems. For details, call 1-877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Big Berkey Water Filters, for the love of clean water. You've thought about it for years. Well, the time is now. You need a secret bunker, and you need it deep and strong. Atlas Survival Shelters should be your first and only choice. The experts at Atlas can help you choose a shelter that has all the comforts of your home and is 11 times stronger than square box shelters. Call Atlas at 1-855-4-BUNKERS. 1-855-4-BUNKERS. Or visit IWantThatBunker.com. Atlas Survival Shelters. Better prepared than scared. Ceramic Body Armor is rated to stop six hits. But what about the seventh? Unlike Ceramic or Kevlar, Infidel Body Armor is proven to take hit after hit, and it just won't quit. Reasonably priced and designed for the smart civilian prepper, Infidel stops hundreds of hits from small arms to high-powered rifles. That means safety and peace of mind. Buy yours at InfidelBodyArmor.com. Spelled I-N-F-I-D-E-L BodyArmor.com. Infidel Body Armor just won't quit. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. With John Martellaro of the Mac Observer, I'm Gene Steinberg, you're in the Tech Night Out Live, and we're focusing on Apple's nascent TV initiative. Does it begin and end with Apple TV or a souped-up Apple TV, or does Apple have a full-blown TV on the horizon? One of the problems that Apple faces is the, is the habits of uh, people. Now, if you look at, when I talk to friends, and they tell me about their favorite TV shows, I just I just had a friend over for dinner that I hadn't seen in many years. And there were some things that we had common ground on. Like, you know, we both like uh, Justified, for example. Uh, but he had never heard of uh, Longmire, for example. And he's kind of cool about what I think is the best show on TV, and that's USA Network Suits. So it, it sort of goes along the lines of people are influenced by friends. They're influenced by uh, what the family wants to watch, and maybe they get dragged into viewing something. But um, it's very diverse. And so if Apple were to come out with a system where you could pay for you know, selected things, there'd always seem to be something missing. You know, People would say, well, I can't get this, and I can't get that, and I can't get live NFL, and I can't get Sunday ticket, I can't get this and that. Now, Apple's making some inroads there. You know, they've got 
They've got the Major League Baseball thing. I think they've got ice hockey on pay-per-view, but I don't know the scope of it, and, and especially in terms of the playoffs. But the, the, the point is, is that the carriers have done a really good job of supplying just about everything you could want. You know the old phrase, 500 channels and nothing to watch? But that has its appeal, too, because you you kind of sense the, the, the richness there. And Apple, I think, has to be careful that if they deliver this TV system um, that has basically got no more content than it has now, but has some special way of doing things and, and argue that, you know, you should cut the cord from your cable company. People are going to go, well, yeah, you know, I, I have an Apple TV and and I get Netflix on it. And there's certain things I like to watch. And every once in a while, I, I get a, a movie that, I, that I'd prefer to watch on Apple TV for some reason or another. But getting them to convert over to and cut the cords to just that is a difficult prospect. And so I can see why Apple's taking this very carefully and, and very slowly and trying to work out satisfactory additional content deals to make sure that, as some people have written recently, uh, Apple you know become its own cable provider and start and start providing content. Uh, yes, but how does Apple make that a lot different? from all the other cable providers. I mean, Apple maybe adds a feature, they can add a feature. That's right, and that's why I keep coming back to um, the necessity of building a a full-blown, high-definition television because there's things you can do with the video signal after it's delivered uh, because of of the computer technology you may have on board um, that you can't get. And that maybe that's related to what Tim Cook was talking about, you know, 30 years ago. Have you noticed that there is a trend towards towards visual clutter? You know, when I watch the local news now, they've got banners and they've got temperature and time and they've got CBS or NBC logo down on the bottom. And one of the local stations uh, in Denver uh, has these obnoxious banners along the bottom during most of the local news, which obscures the view, even though they try to make it translucent. You know, it's worse than that. I mean, a lot of times you watch TV, even when you're watching a regular drama, for example, there's always going to be the logo right, that flashes on and off from the particular TV network. Or you see a banner about another show, and I just want to watch this show. I don't care about the other show. And even if I did, why are you intruding on my user experience? Why can't I just watch the TV, maybe a rare network logo, and leave the rest for the commercials. I'll fast forward through them, of course. Right. So there's always this agenda. You know, you're watching show X on a network, but they're not happy with the fact that you're watching show X. They got to make sure you're familiar with show Y coming up next. So they'll beat you to death with that, uh, with a logo on the bottom, even animated graphics and things like that. So when you get when you get good control of the video feed, there's bad things you can do, like what we've just been discussing, but there also might be some good things you can do with the feed. And that's probably why the carriers are not excited about letting Apple uh, get control of that feed uh, and why Apple would like to do some customer-friendly things with it um, on, a, on a TV where they control the, the display electronics. So uh, that's going to be an interesting challenge. You know, I'll, I, I've never understood why people are satisfied to watch broadcast TV with uh, with commercials. 
um, even stepping through the uh, commercials with a DVR is a bit of a pain. I used to have a replay TV years ago. And what, what would happen when you press the 30-second button was is that it would jump forward 30 seconds. Boom. You'd never see the commercial. But nowadays, uh, because you can't get these kinds of DVR devices from independent companies or you can't go in and buy one and own it and use it the way you want, is, is that the 30-second fast-forward is, is essentially an, uh, a 5X speed-up. Right. So I noticed that with DirecTV, for example. Right. You have to watch the commercial, but at a highly sped-up rate. And there may be something that tickles your fancy, like an Apple commercial or a Microsoft commercial, and you'll say, oh, yeah, I skipped over something I wanted to see. <laughs> but the way they've got it set up now. <laughs> On DirecTV, when you go forward, you go forward 30 seconds. When you go back, you go back 9 seconds. So if you go too far ahead, you know, you go a minute ahead, you have to, you know, you have to go back several times with 9 seconds apiece to get back to where you once belonged. And and contrast that to the experience on the Apple TV where you uh, buy a TV show and uh, say you want to see season one of The Glades or something. And, and there, in all its glory, you see the entire show from beginning to end. You see the ending credits, the ending music. It's like going to a movie. You know, you're suddenly free of all these distractions. And it's interesting, finally, you find out these shows do have ending music, because what they do normally is while the closing credits are appearing, they usually are in a small screen, and around them are other screens with commercials or announcements about future shows, etc., etc., so you can imagine how engineers and executives at Apple would be sitting around the room and they know how Apple TV works. They know how it delights the customers. And they can be saying, you know, how can we develop this this TV viewing experience with content providers in addition to the ones we already have that delights uh, the customer rather than infuriates them? And uh, I think that's what the Apple TV is all about. Well, if Apple can figure out a way to make a TV set that people will really want to buy, not just the $700 set that Costco or Sam's Club, they may really account for something. We have John Martellaro of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S 
www.thebigbankshow.com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now, thanks to Dan Pillow, you can get the tax help you need to end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I've helped thousands of people reduce or eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. With the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. Or go to my website, TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes, revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of world customers with real people customer service fast free same day shipping and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker After 22 years of nutritional counseling, I've witnessed that a lot of illness can be linked to toxins and deficiencies combined. Improving your liver function and restoring your cells' ability to detoxify is essential to achieving radiant health. Listen to the real-world results of Doug and his wife after taking One World Way. My name is Doug Didero. For years, I had an ongoing rash with itching around my eyes. This was due to metal dust particles landing on my face in the workplace. After being on One World Way for two weeks, I began to have a severe rash and itching sensation around my eyes. This rash and itching lasted for five weeks and is now 100% gone. Additionally, without extra exercise, I've also increased my muscle size and my wife has lost weight and gained a more attractive figure. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. 888-988-3325 or visit oneworldway.com that's oneworld w-h-e-y.com live with gene steinberg it's the tech night owl because you never know what's going to happen next John Martellaro of the Mac Observer joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg here in the Tech Night Ally. We started our discussion about Apple's TV initiative because of all the new rumors, which are just repeating the old rumors that Apple is talking to content providers, that Apple is also talking to cable companies like Time Warner Cable, when Time Warner Cable, of course, is not arguing with CBS over carriage rights because they've now got CBS blocked out in three major cities because of a three-week dispute. There ought to be a way to deal with that because that is preposterous. All that does is basically upset the customer. 
Right, and Apple has to be uh, concerned about that. Uh, when you develop these contracts, they have to be done very carefully so that uh, these costs don't get aggravatingly passed on to the customer or they get blacked out. And Apple doesn't want to get dragged into exactly those kinds of of conflicts and problems in the, in the TV industry. There was also a report recently, don't know if you heard this, sometimes you can't keep up with the reports, that Apple wanted to add a special option that allowed you to skip the commercials and Apple would pay the content providers for the privilege of giving you a commercial skipping capability. Of course, then we have Dish Hopper, where on some stations, if you're viewing the show like a day after its broadcast, it'll skip commercials, but only some stations. Yeah, this is a very sensitive issue for the, for the networks. As I was saying in the previous segment, um, it's amazing to me that uh, in the year 2013, we're still living in this uh, commercial age where TV ads are sprinkled into our shows and there's a big business and, and the networks get very huffy and, and concerned about ad revenue and all these special rules about how much a, a, a show played back on a DVR the next day or three days later counts in terms of ad revenue and they have all these complex formulas and, and they're trying to shove all these commercials down our throats and a, Hour-long TV show now runs, um, last time I checked, about 41, maybe 42 minutes flat. It's technically so, 43, but you have the opening and closing credits. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's amazing to me that we're still living in that, in that era, and it's hard to break away from it. I, I read an article the other day about how young people are much more inclined to embrace uh, internet television and, and avoid uh, pay TV. You know, they kind of uh, got used to the idea of watching their favorite shows on DVD and binge viewing and not having to suffer through commercials or not having to worry about whether their favorite show is going to be on next week or not. So you just, just wait for the season to be over, you know, and then go back and, and, and watch it all at once. And, you know, the networks haven't done much to generate a lot of loyalty. You know, schedules are shifted around. Uh, your favorite show is, you know, in- interrupted this week for the Country Music Awards and interrupted next week for some sort of sports event. And, uh, you know, people are getting kind of annoyed with that. So there's a, there's a lot of gain in, in changing the way people uh, get their content. And, and, and there's a lot of resistance in the industry to... To letting Apple do that, and I think that's why, of course, it's taking so long for Apple to hammer all this out. Because not only do you want to have you know, steady content, you don't you don't want to get gouged constantly and raise prices. You don't want to have the the content creators dictating uh, when and how you're going to get content to their to their whim. Um, or, or arbitrarily short periods of time where they say, well, we'll give you a year and the customers, you know, sign up and they don't realize that, you know, there's going to be an end of life for this, you know, and that just pisses people off. So, you know, wading through the complexities and the contracts and, and, and the rights and the prices is, is, is a real circus. They make it more complex trying to be simple. Of course, you see, the content providers will bundle stations together, so they'll go back to the cable companies or the satellite companies and say, okay, you want to have USA Network, you've got to take 
these nine known networks with it. So, you know, you say network has like burn notice or HBO will give you their network so you can get, what is it, on HBO, that's True Blood. If I haven't mixed them here, because you have True Blood on one and Dexter on the other, HBO or Showtime, HBO being Time Warner, Showtime being CBS. Are we confused enough already? But you can't have one. You've got to have the other 19 channels to go with it, and you have to buy that. So, of course, if you go to your cable provider and say, I listen to 19 stations, and that's all I want, you can't get 19 stations because they're on different tiers. So the tier one has this station, tier two has this. So the only way to see all 19 shows is to watch everything. And then you have to see what the content providers do to try to trick you into not watching a show on a rival network. A lot of shows don't Mm -hmm. end after an hour. It's an hour and one minute. So it overlaps another show. So suddenly you either have to have one of these newfangled DVRs that records four or five shows at once, or you miss something or you can't record it because of the overlap. Actually, there's there's a protocol for transmitting the length of the show and my DVR is picking up on that now. I think DirecTV at least has solved that problem. Well, they I, figure it out, but what if you have an older one that can only record, you know, two shows at a time? Because of this overlap, you're missing a show because this one-minute overlap, and then the other show, other two shows begin a minute earlier. Yep. See? Yep, there's lots of frustrations. Absolutely. Yeah, of course, they'd argue, well, you didn't want to upgrade to our new DVR that can record five channels at the same time. My argument is if you're recording five channels at once, you're watching too much TV. (laughs) Well, you have a problem. Listen, don't say that. I've recorded as many as three (laughs) at the same time. So I am in serious trouble. I understand they're going to send me out to pasture. But that's enough of TV. I'm getting bored already. So let's skip the TV and let's go to Steve Jobs. Okay? Sure. Okay, you did a piece there about what the death of Steve Jobs means, the rebirth of Apple. Now, obviously, you're arguing against what some people are saying, which is that Apple will never, ever approach the great heights they had with Steve Jobs. You're saying Apple could rebuild itself and become better, right? Exactly. That The idea, the simplistic idea being floated around at even very large publications is that now that Steve Jobs is gone, Apple can never equal the glory that they've had in the past. And I was trying to undermine that that idea because it doesn't sync with what we've seen in history. For example, Henry Ford didn't invent the Mustang, right? So companies come and go, companies rise and fall, uh, good companies last a long time go through cyclic changes like IBM. You know, you get into trouble, and then Lou Gerstner came along and bailed them out, and then they had uh, a good period, and then you know, they're, they're, they had a bad period after that. So it, it depends on the ebb and flow of, of, of our human culture and our society. And new people come along and rise up as heroes and and lead us forward, but we don't see that right after uh, a great one passes away. You know, in our mourning and our obligation to the greatness of that person, we say, well, you know, that's the end of him or her, and so that's the end of the company. And I think that's shallow thinking. And and in my article, I gave an analogy uh, with Albert Einstein. 
And Albert Einstein died in 1955, and he was the greatest scientist of his time. Uh, the whole world mourned him, even though, as some of the readers pointed out, late in his life he wasn't as good as he was earlier in his years when he developed relativity, special relativity and general relativity. Uh, he was kind of flailing in his later years, but that's, you know, what happens when you get into your 70s. Except for, of course, Colonel Harlan Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken. I think the guy was in his 60s when he invented that thing. But we'll get on with yeah. more of that. We'll talk to Colonel John Martellero, who's coming out with, who knows, Colorado Fried Something or rather. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com there's a huge and hushed up conspiracy going on that's about to turn your lives upside down in the coming few months. Unbelievably, the media are keeping quiet about this. I'm sure they know it, but they probably know that revealing it on TV will generate mass hysteria and chaos. But I believe you should be informed about it, because when the sinister agenda is finally accomplished and everything unravels, only those who know this secret info will survive and thrive. Go to 123conspiracy.com right now to see the truth. The video at 123conspiracy.com reveals the real, secret reason why Obama is after your guns and ammo. And it's not just in response to mass murders of preparing for war. It's something much darker. Go watch the video now at 123conspiracy.com before they shut it down. Again, that's 123conspiracy.com. Wouldn't it be nice to have one product that replaces more than 10, saving you space, time, and money? HempUSA.org has a complete full-spectrum vitamin mineral detox formulation called MicroPlant Powder Gold. MicroPlant Powder Gold contains 101 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and iodine, has a 100-year shelf life, and is a perfect addition to any storage shelter. Make MicroPlant Powder Gold your choice. Call 888-910-4367 or visit HempUSA.org today. 
HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with microplant powder. Order today at 888-910-4367 or visit HempUSA.org. Pharmacist Ben Fuchs believes virtually all disease states can be backtracked to digestive problems. Deficiencies in stomach acid can affect all downstream systems. Taking digestive enzymes can be amazingly helpful for dealing with deficiencies in stomach acid. Enzymes require low pH for activation. You can also use aloe vera juice, by the way. Sugars in aloe vera have a coating effect on the digestive system. Longevity has a cool product called Noni Plus, which is made from aloe and the noni fruit. It's tasty. It can also function to support digestive acidification, acidification of the stomach, and activation of digestive enzymes. Take pharmacist Ben's advice and support your digestive system by ordering Noni Plus from Longevity. Call 866-735-2470. That's 866-735-2470 or on the web at brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com. Order today. Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So has Apple passed its peak or is poised for a rebirth or greatness? John Martellero of the Mac Observer will give you his suggestions. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Now, if you look at Apple's history, it's had its ups and downs. And, of course, it's because they had ex- executives there who, one thinks they were idiots for some of the things that they did. But how does Apple's current situation amount to a rebirth? What can they do? What have they done? What should they do to approach this new stage of greatness? Well, you know, Steve Jobs has only been gone now for just under two years. You can't expect a company that has such a strong culture and such strong financials and such strong leadership to just suddenly shrivel up and fail. I mean, after all, uh, Jonathan Ive didn't pass away. Tim Cook uh, didn't pass away. Phil Schiller is still there. You still got the core executive group. Craig Federici is coming along strong. You know, you've got some seriously good executives like Bob Mansfield doing great work. So you can't expect the company to just fall apart all of a sudden. Uh, Steve inculcated that culture into Apple and its executives and its employees very well. What I'm arguing is, is that just because Steve Jobs is gone, that there's no reason to expect, given the history of companies and the history of, of other uh, areas, like, for example, physics, that all of a sudden Apple should descend sequentially into into failure now because Apple's founder is gone. For example, as I was talking about before the break, uh, everybody thought it was such a tragedy that Albert Einstein passed away in 1955, and it was everybody was uh, was very upset that we you know we lost a great mind. But look what happened: we had other people come along 
who were pretty much on his level. We had, uh, for example, Richard Feynman, who's right up there in the top 10 list of the greatest physicists who ever lived. He was the sort of the, the successor of Albert Einstein. I mentioned other physicists in the article. Some are with us and some aren't, but who were relatively recent. You know, like Peter Higgs from Scotland, who developed the idea of the Higgs field and the Higgs boson. Stephen Weinberg, a Nobel Prize winner. Paul Dirac won a Nobel Prize. So, and, and other physicists like, like Edward Witten and Stephen Hawking are doing great work these days. And so the, the test of time is that over a long period of time, new minds, new people arise in just about any field to sort of take up the standard. And so while in the short term, and we don't know what the verdict is on Tim Cook, he could be right up there on the top 10 list with all the great Apple CEOs when we look back in 20 or 40 years, or he could just be considered, you know, a very astute caretaker CEO who held the ship together and continued the spirit of Steve Jobs, having worked with him for so long and had his office right next to Steve's. And when you work with somebody for, when did, when did Tim Cook join Apple? I think it was 98. And he, uh, and so he's Steve been Jobs there at least 15 to, years. Yeah, well, he's been side by side with Steve with, a, with a, for 11 years. That has to have an amazing impact on, on someone who's fairly bright and competent and capable like Tim Cook. So whether or not Tim Cook turns out to be a stellar CEO or whether he's just a competent caretaker CEO is, is really beside the point right now. What's, we, we can be sure that, that Apple is is really kind of a, a state of mind, you know, the concept of Steve Jobs that he developed, building the best, the, the elegance of the of the user interfaces, simplicity, quality products. You know, that's an enduring human theme. That's not that that didn't die with Steve. That's something to carry on for the future. Eventually, there'll be another CEO who will take Apple to even greater heights. I mean, we'll look back say 15 years from now and we'll look back at these silly blocky iPads that were slow and had a miserable 10 hour battery battery life and and uh, couldn't do some of the things that that products could do 15 years in the future and we'll look back and say what a sorry time that was these were miserable terrible products and look what we've got now and look who has brought those products to us you know this new team this new generation of, of Apple people I'm I'm willing to bet a healthy case of Sam Adams dark to anybody that that's going to be the future of uh, Apple. So strong is the culture that Steve built. I mean, Ford Motor Company didn't die when Henry Ford died, and and General Electric didn't die when Thomas Edison died. Companies move on, and they 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 develop as part of their technical life and times. And people who grow up in these technical life and times. Some percent of them, you know, the, the five sigma geniuses come along and, and, uh, and take us to ever new heights that we, that we can't conceive of right now. All we can think about is how bummed out we are now that Steve is gone and, and Apple can't do anything without him. And that's the whole idea I was trying to undermine in my article. Hope I did a good job. Of course, you have to look at the dangers here. What can Apple do wrong to mess everything up after all the great preparations that Steve Jobs did before he left us to keep the company in good hands? How can they screw it up? Well, that was uh, the uh, theme when we first heard about the iPhone 5C, the so-called low-cost 
iPhone. And then all of the armchair analysts jumped all over that and said, well, it would be stupid for Apple to come out with something that's got lower gross margins and wouldn't have the quality of their high-end products. Now we're starting to understand in time what Apple is up to. Uh, so we're not talking about a cheap phone. We're, ta- we're talking about a phone that's slightly less expensive and how Apple positions its features and capabilities in light of that will be interesting to see, but we know they'll do a good job of it. And of course, what Apple's after, the emerging markets, or after India and China, where cheap uh, rip-off smartphones running Android are seizing uh, market share and people aren't being uh, exposed to the Apple quality and, and the Apple way of doing things because the, the, the phone is very expensive in these emerging markets where it's a postpaid market. You don't have subsidies like you do typically in the United States. So Apple needs to make these phones a little more affordable so that they can fight back against these uh, these really low-cost smartphones that you know are just slapped together by the local organ- the local companies and Android is slapped on it and, and people think that's all there is. So this the philosophy and the strategy of Apple is slowly starting to emerge now. And what I'm reading on the Internet, from people who know what's going on, is that Apple has developed this very cleverly and they're going to do quite well and they're going to sell a lot of these uh, iPhone 5Cs. So, you know, people are quick to jump on Apple for every little thing. No matter what Apple does, some pundit somewhere will say, well, this is stupid. They're going to go out of business. <laughs> and guess what? Apple sells a boatload of them because they understand their market. Well, so, one of the things the pundits do is say, Apple needs to build this product to stay ahead of the crowd. So, for example, there's a report that Samsung's coming out with a line of smartwatches. So Apple is going to be beaten. Apple wasn't first to market, but Apple wasn't first to market with a personal computer, really, you know, with a graphical interface, necessarily. Apple wasn't the first to market with the iPad. It wasn't the first to market with a smartphone. It wasn't first to market with the iPod and digital music players. Instead, they found a way to do it better, and obviously the customers embraced their concepts, so there you go. So, But that's the kind of perception you get. If Apple isn't first to market, they've lost. Right. And your, your, your list is right on. Um, the time is right, um, for, uh, a new uh, iPhone. Um, one of the, one of the nicest articles I saw is, uh, by John Kirk at Tech Opinions. And he pointed out that Apple has a bit of a problem with the iPhone 4 and the 4S as the low end phones and that they have to maintain production capacity they have to continue selling a product that doesn't have um, the latest technology for example I don't think an iPhone 4 will run Siri and um, these require 30 pin connectors and John Kirk's argument was is that we want to get Apple wants to get the customers on board with the, the modern screen size the modern resolution the modern connector and sort of bring coherence to its family and finally put the 4 and the 4S to rest. There was a time when it was right to continue selling those when they were recent technology. But now that they're older technology, it's time to get people on board with the capabilities of iOS 7 and their hardware. And all and, that stuff. But we and have all more that stuff. good stuff. Yep. We have a lot of good stuff to present to you. 
We have John Martellaro of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. For over five years, you've been hearing about the Berkey guy, so you may know a few things about him. For example, you are well aware of the superior quality and effectiveness of Berkey water filters and accessories. But did you know the Berkeys have had independent lab tests done to prove just how effective they are? It's true, and he can email you the test results. Just visit GoBerkey.com. You may also know that the Berkey guy has helped tens of thousands of people get better prepared. Now here's something you may not know. GoBerkey.com has amazing specials and deals all the time on a wide variety of survival and preparedness products. Most ready to ship same day. Visit the Berkey guy at GoBerkey.com and be sure to click the red Products on Sale Now button. You can always call toll-free 877-886-3653. Again, that's 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com, home of the Berkey guy. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We never run out of stuff with John Martellaro of the <laughs> Mac Observer at MacObserver.com. But you raise the subject here. It's your opinion then that when Apple introduces their next iPhone, which we more or less know is going to happen on September 10th, because the right people have said yes, including Jim Dalrymple of the Loop at LoopInsight.com. And that is new iPhones, including the lower cost version, which I presume will supplant the older, cheaper models. Exactly. There comes a time when you just have to separate from the past. I, as I said before the break, uh, it was smart for Apple to to take the capacity that they had to manufacture these older phones and and provide them on contract for zero upfront cost. Sure, that was very smart. But you know, with an iPhone 5s coming out, you know the iPhone 4 starts to lose its luster and the it can't run Siri, and it has a 30-pin charger connector, and um, it doesn't have the right screen uh, size and probably display technology to really showcase iOS 7. So the argument that I saw 
recently from John Kirk says, yeah, that was good then. It's smart now. And isn't it amazing the way you could almost write a script, you know, the first time we learn about an Apple product, it's, it's, it's sort of like that Arthur Clarke story about scientists, you know, when a new idea comes along, the first reaction is, no, it can't be done. And then the next reaction from, from the engineers and scientists is that, oh, yeah, I think it could be done, but it's going to be pretty expensive. And then the third phase we go through is, oh, yeah, I knew we were going to do that all along. It's the same thing with Apple and the pundits. The first reaction from a lot of people who aren't real fans of Apple or, or don't want to see them succeed is, oh, this is stupid. And then more and more rumors come out, and they're probably, some of them are managed leaks. And we hear things from, you know, the Wall Street Journal and from, as you said, from Dalrymple. And, and soon this picture emerges. And it's amazing how from the first time we see the the first rumor to the time just before the product's announced, the whole, the whole community shifts. At first it was, oh, that's stupid. Apple's going to fail. And the next point was, well, I don't see how they're going to make any money at it. And the next phase is, oh, now we understand the technology and the market principles and how they've figured out their marketplace. And, oh, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a winner. <laughs> and it happens every time. Yes, you have to believe to disbelieve. They tell you something, don't pay attention. Let's move to another topic here. Okay, speaking of features that people tell Apple they should have, on the iPhone, they say, NFC. Now, let me give you a preface on this. Samsung has sent me two of their products, the Galaxy S3 and the Galaxy S4, and I've had them since, what, February of this year? You know, first the S3 and the S4 in May. They both have NFC, near-field communications. I have never seen any reason to need them. I've never seen a merchant put up a sign saying, hey, we could use NFC to take your payments from your smartphone. What am I missing, if anything? They are very few and far between. When I wrote the article, um, there was one reader who said, yeah, he had spotted some NFC devices in Asia uh, on his travels. Phil Schiller reminded us that NFC didn't seem to be a solution to any particular problem. Um, it should worry us. Uh, when uh, we see a Samsung commercial and you have to actually click the phones together, it uh, tells you something about, you know, the range uh, and what kind of power might be required to go, you know, long range. We have uh, an NFC system here in Colorado on the interstate for for billing on, on the toll road. And there's these monster devices that light up the little RFID in your car, you know, and they're pretty serious power output to go, what, 10 feet down to your car as you pass through. Apple's all about low power and mobility. And I saw several articles recently that discussed that uh, in length and pointed out that uh, Google hasn't been real successful in, in promoting NFC with Google Wallet. Uh, the fellow who was in charge of that project has moved on. Uh, as you just mentioned, the S-Beam technology that that Samsung uses hasn't really hasn't really caught on. It's it's not a low power technology. What is a low low power technology? Well, it turns out to be something that is a variation of Bluetooth. It's a different technology, but it's included under the Bluetooth four spec, and it's called Bluetooth Smart or Bluetooth Low Energy. And unlike 
Regular Bluetooth, which has a range of 10 meters, this has a range of 50 meters. And so instead of having to get up and walk over to a kiosk and touch your phone and make your Starbucks payment, and they're using a different system, but that's just an example. You know, you can sit at your table and you can you know, bring up the, the bill and you can use this, this system 50 meters away, you know, to actually make your payments. So I just worry about security. I just worry about I'm doing something wireless like that, wirelessly like that. And it's bad enough that I'm entering my credit card into a computer and hoping that nobody will see it between its voyage from my computer to the storefront. Now we're creating something here where it's almost automatic. Well, one of the, 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 the new thinking that's come along is, is that you want to get rid of credit card numbers, uh, exposed in the wild. Uh, Visa has been working on this for, uh, some time. They've got a system that hasn't really taken off. And a lot of people don't know about it. But what you really want to do is you want to have a behind-the-scenes credit card. And only the credit card company sees that, you know, for billing purposes. So, for example, uh, you have a merchant who's partnering with Apple. And, uh, you you know, you go into a restaurant and uh, um, you log on with your Apple ID. Um, and uh, so now you're recognized and it's... Your dinner is billed to the Apple ID and there's this authenticated exchange with, say, a fingerprint and, and Bluetooth low energy and you're done and you walk out. The merchant never sees your credit card. They just know that it's authenticated uh, and Apple's going to pay them through your hidden credit card information with Apple as an Apple account holder. So there's lots of cool things you can do with that. But but that's not what I wrote about. What I was writing about was is that it doesn't appear that that, that NFC um, has the technical support for the things that you'd kind of like to do. Uh, for example, um, one of the things you can have is you can have these beacons in stores that can uh, f- further locate you. So if you're trying to find your way around a mall, for example, and you're trying to find... Have you ever been in a mall and you're trying to find... Uh, then the, uh, some store that's not, uh, uh, an anchor store that, you know, you know, it's at the end of the mall. You're trying to find some smaller store. What do you got to do? You got to go find this billboard, right? So if you had these micro location services with, uh, with Bluetooth low energy, you could have these beacons all over and your iPhone would just simply have to, to listen in on the beacons and you could see a map of the mall. And in fact, you could even use the camera. Uh, to put, uh, you know, a yellow brick road in front of you and show you the visual way, you know, to the store you want to go to. Uh, so there's indoor navigation. There's remote controls of devices, uh, that would, that require two-way communication. And you don't want your phone to be, you know, expending a lot of energy. Um, you've got Beacon's opportunity to notify you of certain things within stores. Um, you've got low power communication, for example, between your Mac or your iPhone and your iWatch, uh, which wouldn't place a, a severe burden on your, on your iPhone's battery to communicate with the watch and vice versa. So it looks to me like, uh, from what I've been reading, uh, Apple has not, has found NFC wanting for technical reasons and is uh, about to embrace this Bluetooth low energy or Bluetooth smart phenomena. 
And if they do that, maybe these other technologies will just go by the wayside. You never know. We have John Martellaro of the Mac Observer. If you go to MacObserver.com, you read stuff from him and stuff from Brian Chaffin and all sorts of other good material. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. What's safer and cheaper than prescription drugs? Glad you asked. The answer is Renovation Teas. Herbal remedies are much safer and much cheaper than prescription drugs. Taste great, and most importantly, herbal teas are effective and non-addictive. Renovation Tea is especially unique, and here's why. We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. Renovation Teas uses only 100% organic, fair trade herbs. Our teas are blended towards specific ailments and health conditions, such as diabetes, blood pressure, anxiety, libido, detox, and much more. All Renovation Teas are formulated and hand-filled in Arkansas. Take care of yourself naturally, the way Mother Nature intended. Order Renovation Teas at RenovationTea.com or call 870-784-3121. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Tees. Renovate your health one bag at a time. Amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. Amino acids have to be delivered to your body in the shape that nature gave them if they are to be used to create new proteins in your body. Just like a bricklayer cannot use bent or twisted bricks to build a brick wall, so too your body cannot use bent or twisted amino acids to build new proteins. Giving your body an undamaged amino acid food can make a huge difference in your health. One World Way is an undamaged amino acid food unlike any other. 
You see, heating bends and twists amino acids, and all whey protein powders we've investigated, and most proteins you consume are heated. With our True Cool process, you now have a choice with One World Whey. My name is Daniel. I'm 34 years old. When I started using One World Whey, I weighed 228 pounds. Now, after two and a half months, I weigh 182 pounds. This is my ideal weight. I've noticed an increase in stamina, rate of recovery from workouts, and an increase in my potency. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. One more segment with John Martellaro of the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com. And he says Apple is going to live long and prosper in the wake of the departure of Steve Jobs from this planetary domain or whatever. There is a possibility of an Apple TV set in your future. The iPhone, NFC, yet. And now with all those people saying why isn't OS X an iOS made to look the same, especially now if we look at iOS 7, which has had a visual makeover, and we look at OS 10 Mavericks, which looks very much like the previous OS 10, we think Apple is not doing what some of these people are demanding. What's your take? Before the post-PC era really locked in, and before we saw how many tablets were going to be sold, we had this initial thought that because the tablets and the phones were so popular that OS X needed to kind of carry along with that and become more like iOS. And then I think it dawned on Apple that we don't use our Macs the way we use our PCs. And the, the Macs are necessary, the sort of the, the trucks are necessary for technical professionals to do certain things. They carry the load behind the scenes. And everybody who wanted something simpler, this so-called iAssification theme, everybody who was overwhelmed by PCs and, and, and maybe even by Macs, maintenance and backups and, and the complexities of the operating system, you know, as I wrote, have already left for Tabletville, right? So there are probably a, a significant fraction of Apple customers who don't own a Mac but they own an iPhone and they own a tablet. And that's all that they need. And that's all that they want. And so to continue dumbing down Mac OS X in terms of its user interface in order to sort of make it like a tablet doesn't make sense anymore. We're in this post-PC era where people love their tablets. They use their tablets for, for all the right reasons. But the people who are using staying behind or continue to work on Macs are who? The, the people who can't deal with Macintoshes have left. They, 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 they're happy with their iPhones and their tablets. So, so who are we selling Macs to? Well, look at the recent announcement at WWDC of the Mac Pro. I mean, this is a 7.5 teraflop beast. It's got two graphics cards. All right, so it's pretty clear that WWDC, we saw two things. We saw the introduction of a powerful Macintosh. We saw Craig Federici showing us the details of Mavericks, OS X 
10.9. And as you said, there weren't a lot of concessions to trying to make it dumber. They're trying to make it better. You know, we're adding things in like iBooks and improving things behind the scenes. And so I wrote an article that said, well, okay, it's time for an end to this this simplification, this iOsification thing, and start focusing the future. And it's, it's interesting that Apple departed from the cats at this time, because this is a nice point in time to, to take a different route and say, you know, OS X should evolve a little differently now. OS X is going to be used by photographers and, and video editors and developers who are building the apps behind the scenes for our iPads and our iPhones, for scientists and technical professionals. After all, it's a really great Unix operating system under the hood. So I think we've seen kind of, a, in Mavericks, I think we've seen kind of a, a slowdown. Now, that doesn't mean there shouldn't be good operability between the iPhone and the Mac. When I enter a, a new contact or calendar entry, in my Mac, through iCloud, it just magically shows up on my iPad and my iPhone. When iCloud works, which isn't always yeah, the case. It always works for me, you know, because I'm just sticking to contacts and calendars and not trying to go crazy. I, I, I test things kind of slowly and look for weak points. So far, calendar updates and context updates have been seamless for me through, I, through iCloud. And it's really great. So there's a difference between making your operating system look like something else and actually cooperating with and interoperating with something else. So we want our Macs and our iPhones and all our devices to, to be beautifully connected. But we use our Macs in different ways than we use our iPads. And so OS X should be fundamentally different in some ways than iOS. And that's where Microsoft got into trouble. They decided that Windows 8 was going to be both a tablet and a desktop operating system, not recognizing that people use these devices in different ways, trying to put, for example, Microsoft Word. I saw a commercial the other night where Microsoft was showcasing Microsoft Word on their Surface tablet. And you watch that and you get kind of (laughs) giggly and uneasy and you go, what are they thinking? It's not even optimized for the tablet. You know, I'm starting to think of that old commercial about a candy mint Certs is a candy mint. Certs is a breath mint. Stop, oh, yes. you're both right. That's what Microsoft <laughs> says exactly. about Windows. I was just trying to remember that commercial the other day. Oh, yeah. It was floating around in the back of my head, and I couldn't pull it out. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> or Certs is a toaster oven. No, it's a refrigerator. And Microsoft so clearly doesn't get it. I have to think, after Microsoft took that $900 million write-down on unsold Surface tablets, their stock would tank, but it really didn't. It went down a little bit, but that's about it. If Apple hiccups the wrong way, in the wrong place, the stock just completely tanks. Yeah, well, Microsoft stock isn't a growth stock, but it isn't really... uh... You know, reflecting uh, Microsoft's poor performance either. So it just kind of stuck in the middle. It's been, what, $32, $33 a share for a decade, something like that. Well, of course, if they had leadership that had a clue, it would be different. But that's great, you know. I'm just thinking here. Steve Ballmer is worth many billions of dollars for being, what, incompetent? I can't think of anything he does that really has helped Microsoft adapt to the new way of doing things. 
Despite that, he's still there. But if you fired him tomorrow, you have this whole executive team that has to go with him. <laughs> they have to completely reorganize the company. It's not, oh, should we keep Steve Ballmer? No. Although it'd be more fun to have Steve Ballmer only become that other voice that Brian Chaffin does every so often, the <laughs> fake Steve Ballmer. <laughs> well, well, think about it. If, if uh, Microsoft had stayed with the Courier uh, tablet uh, concept and they had built a really popular tablet that people wanted because it was next generation and bore no relationship to, uh, to Windows, and they had sold a lot of them, wouldn't they be of a mind to develop a Windows operating system that was supremely good at developing software for those tablets? Stop the presses. We know now that Steve Ballmer will retire in the next 12 months. Will that make a difference? A question we'll never answer because John Martellaro, tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. I'm John Martellaro, Senior Editor for Analysis and Reviews at the Mac Observer, www.macobserver.com. Come see us. Analyze this. John Martellaro, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Oh, it was a pleasure to be with you again. See you next time. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Hi there. My name is Frank Bates. What I'm about to tell you in the next 60 seconds could get me in a lot of trouble. I just created a free video presentation at 123coverup.com that exposes the electricity monopolies and government agencies for what they really are, incompetent, lying crooks that are counting on your ignorance and fear to keep your power bills criminally high. Some have called this a conspiracy. Others have called it a cover-up, and you will be shocked to find out how deep the conspiracy goes. My video at 123coverup.com exposes the truth and shows you the secret of how I beat them and how you can beat them too. Watch the controversial video that thousands of other smart patriots have already seen in the last three months. Go to 123coverup.com and discover one weird trick to slash your power bill and protect your home. Go watch my video now at 123coverup.com before they force me to shut it down. Again, that's 123coverup.com. 
Alabama, it's coming, and it's the event you and your family will not want to miss. The Southern Preppers Convention and Green Living Expo, Saturday and Sunday, September 7th and 8th, at the newly renovated Oxford Civic Center in Oxford, Alabama, where admission is totally free. There's something for everyone. Free classes and seminars on topics like food preparation, food harvesting, and food preservation. Free giveaways every 30 minutes. You could win seed kits, food, doTERRA oil, starter kits, water filters, and more, including a year's supply of food. Guest speakers include Bob from Black Dog Survival School, Mike from White Harvest Seeds, Dr. Tom Stoner from Dr. Med Kits, and more. And be sure to stop by and check out the Longevity Booth, the Southern Preppers Convention and Green Living Expo, September 7th and 8th, a weekend of education and preparation that's totally free to attend. Don't forget, the Country Inn and Suites in Oxford has special rates available for those who attend the expo. Get all the details at thesouthernpreppers.com. That's thesouthernpreppers.com. Did you know that gold and silver contain healing properties? It's true. Since the beginning of mankind's history, gold and silver have not only been used as real money, but also for healing our minds and bodies. Utopiasilver.com is your leading source for colloidal silver and colloidal gold, offering supplement protocols that can heal and enhance your health. Protocols for boosting the immune system, insomnia, yeast infections, herpes, and countering the effects of vaccinations and radiation poisoning. And now Utopia. Utopiasilver.com encourages the use of real money with this buy one, get one free real money special. For details and your colloidal silver and colloidal gold supplements, call 888-213-4338 and ask about 50% off for first-time customers. That's 888-213-4338 or visit utopiasilver.com, utopiasilver.com, fighting for liberty and healing one American at a time. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine joining us after a brief hiatus where he was busy actually earning a living which is always a better thing. And he's always written these fascinating articles over at Laptop Magazine at LaptopMag.com that we'd like to ask him about. And this one actually goes back about a month or so, where you wrote a piece on how to make Windows 8 look like Windows 7. Yes. So, you know, a lot of people are stuck with Windows 8, even though they don't like it. Even though they don't like it, they're stuck with it. Most new consumer computers come with Windows 8 these days. Unless you buy a business notebook, it's hard to come by something with Windows 7. Uh, so how, what do you do when your computer comes with it and you'd really rather have the look and feel of Windows 7 that a lot of people, including me, like better? Okay, you get the computer with Windows 8. Is it a big deal to downgrade? Will the companies that you buy them from let you downgrade Windows back to Windows 7? It's not always easy uh, to downgrade. Uh, you've got to pay extra for the downgrade rights. It costs a fair amount of money. Oh, and here's the real gotcha. A lot of the newer systems don't have drivers for Windows 7, so they may work. The drivers on the manufacturer's site may work. They may not. Uh, buying an old copy of Windows 7 to do the... I mean, you, can't, you also can't do an in-place downgrade 
in other words, if you're going to install Windows 7, you've got to completely re- reformat your not reformat, but you have to you have to erase the Windows that's there. It's not going to keep your settings. It's not going to keep your programs. You've got to better make sure you have an install disk for every program or an install file and, and you know user CD key, whatever product key for every program on there because you're going to have to do a complete reinstall. And and the cost of buying Windows 7 uh, is not particularly cheap. I think you're you know talking about maybe spending a hundred bucks or or more uh, to get it legitimately. Uh, so you know it's quicker, easier to try and make the best of Windows 8 than to try and do your own downgrade. What about as a brand new computer though, where you haven't installed anything on it? Well, I mean, again, you. You know, what, whatever software it came with in terms of, you know, normally it doesn't come with anything you really want that badly, right? It normally comes with crapware. Uh, you can do the, you can install Windows 7. However, if there's something like a chipset driver or whatever that you've got to download from the manufacturer's site and maybe they don't have, maybe it doesn't work in Windows 7, although pretty much I think most Windows 8 drivers would work in Windows 7, but, um, you know, you might you might have a problem there. Uh, it, it's certainly a pain. It's certainly, you know, in some respect, not for the faint of heart. And it's going to cost you at least, I think, even with downgrade rights, and downgrade rights don't come with everything. I think you, most business computers will come with the downgrade rights, but not most consumer. It's complicated to, it's complicated to get Windows 7. Not to say that you can't, but, you know, you're talking probably about the best deal I see here is Newegg is selling a Windows 7 Home Premium uh, 64-bit OEM uh, disk for $99. Technically, you're probably against somehow operating against Microsoft's rules because it's an OEM version, but no one's going to really stop you. So that's probably your best bet if you want to install Windows 7. But... First, I would check, if you have a laptop in particular, I would check to see, make sure that the manufacturer has drivers available on their website, that you download them and put them on a USB key for during the installation process, and that these are compatible with Windows 7. So that, those, you know, it's not to say you couldn't do it, but, you know, you are taking somewhat of a risk, and, you know, it's going to incapacitate your computer for a while, it's going to take you a couple hours, you know, that's some work. Now, would I do it? I don't know. Also, Windows 8 supposedly going to give you some performance improvements. So despite the fact that we don't like the UI, Windows 8 does boot faster, does a better job of doing things like waking from sleep. So it has some things going for it. Plus, if you want to, say, just for the heck of it, try out some of the new Metro-style or modern-style apps of Windows 8, you have to have Windows 8 installed to do that. So, you know, overall, you're prob- if you've got a computer with Windows 8, your best bet is to, if you don't like the UI, is to try and, and try to use whatever utilities you can to get to a Windows 7-like experience rather than actually replacing it with Windows 7. That being said, uh, if you are out there today and you're shopping for a new computer, here's a piece of advice. If you want Windows 7, and no one would blame you for wanting it, there's a very easy way to make sure that you get it on your new laptop. Buy a business laptop. 
forget the fact that you might be a consumer and it says business. Business laptops are usually some of the best-made laptops around, and I promise you that there's not going to be some kind of alarm that goes off and kicks you off the website if you go to buy a business laptop from Dell, Lenovo, or HP. Uh, when you go to find to buy one of these laptops and you do it on a site that lets you configure your laptop, Windows 7 is always a choice, if not the default choice, uh, because businesses aren't touching Windows 8 with a, with a 10-foot pole, and therefore uh, companies that make business laptops have to offer Windows 7 on their laptops because the vast majority of their customers want that. All right, so we'll go the other route, which is you have the Windows 8 computer, and you think, oh, I really can't stand this. And understand before we go on, if you buy a brand-new Mac with now it'd be OS 10 Mountain Lion, and it's going to be OS 10 Mavericks. When Mavericks comes out, there'll be new Macs that will have it preloaded. It's not that you can go back to an older version if you don't like it. You can only do that with a computer that's shipped with that older version on the Mac. Just understand that. So it's not always greener on the other side if you don't like the new OS from Apple. All right, so you have this article which came out a month or two ago, How to Make Windows 8 Look and Feel Like Windows 7. Number one, swap the start screen for a start menu. Now, even Microsoft's solution for 8.1 doesn't help you there. Right. I mean, yeah, Microsoft's Windows 8.1 solution is no solution. It's not, well, well, it will let you... To be fair, Microsoft's Windows 8.1, which is coming out officially October 18th, will allow you to boot into um, desktop mode. But once you go to try and hit the start button, it just takes you back to the tile-filled smart uh, start screen, which you don't want. So um, what you've got to do is you've got to get a third-party uh, st- third start menu program. In fact, a lot of new Windows 8 notebooks are coming with third-party start menu programs. Why, uh, just this week, we found out that, um, you know, both Lenovo and uh, I think Acer uh, are are putting, you know, at least optionally are going to be putting some start menu replacement software on, the, on a lot of their computers. Uh, I don't know if it will load by default or you have to actually activate it, but... Um, there's just a lot of great uh, alternatives out there. My personal favorite is Stardox uh, Start 8, which is a, which costs money. It's about $5, but it works really, really well. Um, if you don't want to even spend $5, there's another one called Classic Shell that's totally free and just doesn't look as nice. I'll tell you, that company with Start 8, I have to think they are rolling in the money right now with that utility. Quite- well, there are a lot of free alternatives, to be fair, uh, and a lot of people are cheap, uh, although there is a trial. So, you know, if uh, listeners out there want to give it a shot, I think you get like a 30-day trial. And, um, you know, if you like it, then it's probably worth $5. Uh, I would say it's definitely worth $5. They also have another app at Stardock called um, was it Modern Mix that allows you to run the special modern UI apps in a window on the Windows 8 desktop. So you could completely, you could still use some of these new applications that are there in the Windows Store, but you could run them in a window so you could multitask and, you know, have a more grown-up Windows experience. We'll get into more Uh, grown-up user experiences with Windows 8 
We have Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Owl Life. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Did you know there are 3 million edible food plants on Earth and none have the nutritional value of the hemp plant? HempUSA.org offers you hemp protein powder. It does not contain chemicals or THC, is non-GMO, and is 100% gluten-free. Hemp protein powder burns fat, builds muscle, contains 53% protein, and feeds the body the nutrients it needs. Call 888-910-4367 and see what our powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Only at HempUSA.org. Can you pluck a chicken in about 90 seconds? You can with Power Plucker. Plucking by hand is a chore, but the Power Plucker makes it fast and easy. Simply chuck Power Plucker into your power drill and watch those feathers fly off. Save time and money with our complete home processing kits, too. For free USA shipping and 10% discount, go to PowerPlucker.com and enter promo code RADIO. PowerPlucker.com, the only drill-powered poultry plucker. Big business has discovered the preparedness market, and that makes it difficult to know where to go and who to trust. MyPatriotSupply.com is owned and operated by patriots just like you. Has the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more. MyPatriotSupply.com has old-fashioned values and the absolute best customer service in the industry. Look for the deal of the day, unique affordable survival. Survival supplies that fit anyone's budget. Get same day shipping on all orders and free shipping on orders over $49. Call 866 229 0927. 866 229 0927. Or visit mypatriotsupply.com for emergency preparedness, self reliance, and food independence. Shop with a name you know and a name you can trust. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. Mypatriotsupply.com. Ouch! My back is out again! Hi, Dr. Ortman with Wellspring Spinal Care. If you're experiencing neck, mid, or lower back pain, this information is for you. One of the complaints that I hear is patients receive their typical adjustment, only having to repeat them as the pain returns. Putting the bones back in place is only half of the battle. At Wellspring Spinal Care, we have the entire solution. We use the NUCA approach, utilizing three-dimensional x-rays and gentle touch technology to deliver specific correction. We then design 
Zion Custom Nutritional Supplement Program, which provides essential nutrients targeting the areas of concern. With a NUCA approach and proper nutrition, you'll be on your way to a faster and more permanent recovery. To get you on the road to wellness, visit DrOrtman.com. That's Dr. O-R-T-M-A-N.com. Or call us today, 952-303-9124. That's 952-303-9124. Wellspring Spinal Care, chiropractic done right. You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. On the Tech Night Isle Live, Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. He hasn't been here for a couple of months, so we wanted to catch up on a piece he wrote about making Windows 8 more like Windows 7. So, of course, you've got to install the Windows 7 Aero theme. Tell us more. So this is one that's a little bit uh, a little bit tricky because there's not really a um, great it's not it's not too easy, but what you can do is you can uh, take one thing you can do is you download something called UX style uh, then you it, you download a Windows 7 theme which uses the UX style from a site called DeviantArt. Uh, you copy the contents of that folder to Windows uh, C, C Drive Windows Resources Themes folder, um, double-click on an arrow icon, and then it gives you kind of a more arrow-like, more Windows 7-like theme with the appropriate wallpaper and icons that look like the default Windows 7 wallpaper and icons. So if you like, if you like me, like the default uh, look of Windows 7 with the blue wallpaper with a little Windows flag and all the blue colors and stuff, well, it's going to give you that. Getting more of the look, we progress to something called adding an arrow glass effect to the Windows title bar so they don't look so, oh. so as they say, dull. Now this is now this is a cheat, <laughs> and I have to say that it works, but uh, I, but you have to really really want it because I found that it did make uh, the drawing of the screen a little slow. Uh, so there's a program out there called WinArrow Glass. You download it, and then you don't you don't install it. You just uh, it, you can just double click it to run or put it in the start start a folder so it starts every time and it turns the title bars transparent. Uh, so as you roll around the desktop, uh, you know, with your windows, the title bars are transparent. That being said, uh, that being said, that's not particularly good situation because it isn't quite like Arrow, where Arrow actually gives you a little bit of a tint. Um, but, you know, it does what it does. Um, I would recommend giving it a giving it a shot uh, and seeing how it affects the performance. Again, the program you want to look for is called WinArrow Glass. There you go, and it gets more complicated as we go along. Skip the lock screen. Tell me how. Well, the lock screen is really annoying. I personally find the lock screen to be one of the most annoying things about Windows 8. You know, if you're on a tablet, I guess you want a lock screen so that uh, you know, so that people will no. There's no reason for a lock screen on any de- on any of these devices, and here's why. 
because you're still being hit with a password prompt, right? You still have to enter a password. The computer's still locked. There's still security. The lock screen is just like a screen door in front of your real door. You have to swipe up the lock, swipe up and away the lock screen, and then enter your password. That's so many. That's an extra swipe that is a waste of your time. So you can go straight to the password prompt, um, or if you had no password, just straight to the desktop. Uh, if you make a small registry hack, uh, this is one that will be hard to talk about. Uh, uh, with a voice because it requires going to registry key, uh, the you know, local machine software policies, Microsoft Windows uh, registry key, uh, creating a registry key called personalization, uh, and creating a uh, creating a, a a string within it called no lock screen and setting that to one. Uh, again, you can read about it on our website. And uh, once you do that, you reboot, no more lock screen. There you go. Okay, so are you keeping score now? If you want to do this and not have to rebuild your computer, it takes a little bit of work. And we talked about running Windows 8-style apps in desktop mode already, so let's move to the next one. And you have an article here, of course, about the eight worst Windows 8 annoyances and how to fix them. But I think we kind of covered a lot of that already. So there you go. If you do this, is it worth it? Is it worth all of these efforts to install these utilities? Well, uh, I mean, you know, if you take a few minutes, I mean, I would say some of these are going to be more useful than others. Like the Airglass one is purely decorative, doesn't really save you any time. Um, you know, I wrote this article, the intent of giving you as much information as possible on how to have a Windows 7-like experience. But, you know, you don't have to follow all of these things, and some of them are more helpful than others. I would say getting rid of lock screen, extremely helpful. Having a surreal start menu back, extremely helpful. Having a, you know, Windows 7 arrow theme or arrow glass, those are purely cosmetic uh, because they only affect how things look instead of really how they feel, um, you know, and it just changes the, the theme but I think what you really, you know, what people really want and really need are the things that are, are to get rid of the things that are holding them back in Windows 8 that are making them inefficient, like the lack of start menu and the lock screen. There you go. And Windows 8.1 is a little bit better, but a lot, not a lot better. No. I mean, Windows 8.1 does have just a little bit going for it. So, you know, it... It does allow you to multitask a little better in the modern mode, so that's nice. It does it does give you that. Um, it does uh, so because you can have two, you know, two or possibly even three uh, split screen windows depending on your screen resolution. Um, it does allow you to boot to the desktop, but it doesn't give you a real start menu. Uh, obviously, the lock screen thing—that's something. You know, that's always there, but, you know, the option to get rid of it is always there if you follow the instructions. So Windows 8.1 isn't going to really solve these problems uh, that people are having. It, it's a nice, fresh coat of paint on Windows 8. gives you a couple of, couple of really nice uh, 
additions. I particularly like the improved uh, touchscreen multitasking. At the same time, if you're a desktop user and you're not, and you don't want to use the touchscreen and you don't want to have these, you know, giant full screen windows, you know, you're probably still going to want desktop mode and you're probably still going to want a situation that makes it easier to, to achieve that, to get there. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of the touchscreen based notebooks, they're not selling so well. I think 10% of the market. So there you go. Let's look, speaking of products, at the 10 best bargains in tech today. All right? This is the stuff yeah. that, you know, is not going to cost you an arm and a leg and a foot. This is going to be what? Some of this stuff is going to be a little bit entry level, but still pretty good. So let's go through the list. There is the Asus Memo Pad HD7 for 150 bucks, and HD7, I assume it means it's got an HD screen. It does. Now, this is, this is really the best, you know, one of the best bargains around. I mean, not just on my list, but I really, really, really recommend this. I think it's a fantastic deal. Um, $150, you get a tablet that has a quad-core processor, has a really credible, pretty decent 5-megapixel rear camera, um, comes with some really nice software courtesy of ASUS, uh, lasts nine hours on a charge, uh, and has just a really, not only a screen that's 720p, but very vibrant uh, as well. And of course, it's extremely light 7-inch tablet. The only tablet that I think could be better is better than this uh, is seventy dollars more, and that's the new Nexus Seven. Uh, but um, you know, keeping it under one hundred and fifty bucks is pretty good. Oh, and it has one thing that the Nexus Seven doesn't have: it has micro SD expansion. So you can buy a thirty-two gig micro SD card for you know twenty-five bucks, and and that's going to give you you know help you double your storage. Whereas for you know, for the Nexus 7, you know, what you get, what it comes with is what you get. And I don't think for $150 that Asus is making an awful lot of money on it. But that's what they want to sell it for. And they can say in business, well, more power to them. That's not the way of certain companies we know, especially if it holds up on the long term. And I guess that's the other question you have about the cheap stuff. Will it last a year or two from now? Maybe it doesn't matter. You buy a new one every year, maybe you're not out so much. <laughs> Avery well, Pilton. but the thing is, yeah. I'm going to do the break here, then you can answer that on the other side. Okay. We have Avery Pilch of Laptop Magazine at LaptopMag.com. He'll have a response to that about reliability in our next segment of the Tech Night Out Live. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the 
people grow cotton, wheat fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit, and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Hi, this is Steve Sanchez, and based on a recent study, it was found that 57 million Americans had legal issues over the last 12 months, but only 60% of those studied sought out the services of a lawyer. Why? In a nutshell, affordability. Well, my friends at Legal Shield have created a solution that can help you not if, but when you need an attorney. For as little as $17 per month, Legal Shield will provide you unlimited access to qualified attorneys at an accomplished law firm for advice and counsel on legal issues no matter how serious or trivial. For over 40 years and with 1.4 million families across North America, Legal Shield can help you, the loyal GCN listener. Representatives are standing by now to answer your questions, so call them now at 1-855-340-SAVE. That's 1-855-340-7283 or visit them at lsprotection.com. That's lsprotection.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine at laptopmag.com. I was suggesting here, if you're paying $150 for a tablet and you had to buy one every year, maybe it's not so bad. But what do you think? Well, you're right that $150 a year, considering, would be so terrible. Uh, But honestly, something like the Asus MimoPad HD7 is is made to last. I mean, Asus is is a quality brand. Now, where you should be careful are the tablets that cost under 150 bucks, because there you're talking about some really cheap stuff uh, that is, that is going to be a problem that isn't going to work for you. And yeah, that is going you know you are going to be sorry. But I, I honestly don't think that that is the problem with something like the Nexus Seven or the Nemo Pad HC Seven. But yes, you know there, you know you have to wonder about some of these brands that haven't been around for very long or that are very um, I mean, Hisense makes a decent tablet called the Ciro 7, which is similar, almost as good as the Mimo Pad HD 7 and costs about the same and is available at Walmart only. But Hisense is known for making TVs. This is, you know, they're kind of their first stab at a tablet. Is their stuff going to hold up? I don't know. I have to throw this in. We have run reports in the past that the original Nexus 7, some of them have teething problems. There are some defects noted there. So I don't know if you've seen that piece. I know the fellow over at Apple Insider that we have on the show, Daniel Aaron Dilger, has collected a number of reports about Nexus 7 problems with ragged performance, frequent crashes, etc. Just to bring it up, okay? Yeah, I mean, certainly people report that. I mean, there can always be, there's no doubt that there can always be an issue. There can always be, you know, it can always happen. But... You know, I tend to believe that, you know, you, you, there's going to be a certain 
defect rate with, with stuff that's around this price. You're right. But usually either it works or it doesn't, right? So you get it out of the box, it's probably going to continue to work in, unless you beat it up for, for a while. Now, you're right that $150, you feel a little bit better if it doesn't work. If, you know, or if you don't like it, if you get sick of it after a year, well, okay, it was only 150 bucks, which is, you know, not jump change. I mean, that, you know, that could be several meals for someone who, who can't afford to eat. That could be, you know, that could, you know, that could mean a lot. But in the world of electronics and gadgets, $150 is not that much money. And so, you know, there's, there's a certain point at which you, you kind of don't feel as bad, feel it's more of an impulse purchase. Okay, let me get this. Uh, or, oh, this is a nice gift for someone. You know, can't afford to buy someone a $300 gift, but $150, I guess I could, you know, guess I could, could spare it. So I think there's there's definitely a lot um, a lot to that price point where it just people just feel better spending below a certain, a certain amount. All right, let's move to the next product. And we have nine more, so we'll go through them pretty quickly. We don't have a lot of time on the show. The Samsung Chromebook Series 3, it's a notebook computer for $249. Exactly. So, you know, the compromise there, of course, is you're going to have to accept that it's running Chrome OS. If you can live with that, and why shouldn't you, it's, it's going to give you a, a, an adequate, decent battery life, I think about seven hours there, it's going to give you the Chrome browser and, you know, associated Google web apps. Uh, and as long as you're in an environment where you're online, you're going to be able to have a decent typing experience, type your stuff into, you know, Google Drive or even SkyDrive potentially if you're a Microsoft person because that's on the browser. Uh, and as long as you're happy living in the browser, uh, this is cheaper than, you know, than the old school netbooks and, Will provide you a pretty decent, a pretty decent experience. Certainly secure, good situation for people who want to maybe give the kids a notebook and don't want to spend too much money on it. Uh, this is, I think, that's a really good situation. Now, um, you know, would I buy it as my only computer for the whole family? No, but if you want something, if let's say you have a desktop to use all the time, you just need something for surfing the web out and about, or you. You know, you want to give it to a student. Uh, I think I think it's a, a fantastic deal for two forty nine. Now, the last time I wanted to replace a battery on my Honda, it cost me less than a hundred dollars. That's for the Honda original equipment battery. But now you have an Energizer XP one eight zero 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 A. I'm almost running out of breath listening to this model number. One hundred forty four dollars. It's like an ultimate battery. What do we use it for? So I carry it with me um, everywhere. So therefore, Avram Pilch is, is an Energizer bunny in disguise. Um, you know, what it's good for is it has just a ton of power, 18,000 milliamps of power that it stores, and it weighs about a pound. So if you, if you, if you can get um, X... Um, XPAL, the company that makes this battery, it's technically rebadged as Energizer. They use the Energizer name, but it's not made by Energizer. Uh, you can then uh, take take this battery and use it with your notebook. Uh, they make available through their site 
Um, it comes with a certain number of plug of AC adapters for for different laptop brands of laptop, but then you can, you get a free uh, you can get like a like one or two free tips from them a year, or send away for a tip for like five bucks uh, for your for your notebook brand. So like with my Lenovo notebook, uh, it didn't come with it, but you know it cost me like three dollars shipping to get them to ship me a Lenovo tip, uh, and then. You know, I was able to get like another five, six hours of of life out of out of my notebook while while on the road, uh, and that was you know really key. You can also use it as an AC adapter. So let's say you're in your hotel or something, uh, you can plug the plug the battery, the 18,000A, into the wall, and then plug it into your laptop and it will charge your laptop while it while it itself is being charged. So they'll both charge at once. Um, so it's sort of like a substitute AC adapter. It also has a USB port on it. So you could both charge your laptop and charge a USB device at the same time. There are adapters for it that you can that will allow you to use it with a camera. Uh, so let's say you know you've got like a video camera or something that needs a certain amount of power. You can use it to power that. And it doesn't just charge stuff, it will actively power it. So, you know, your notebook could be at zero or the battery could be popped out of your notebook and this will be your battery. So um, I find it very, very helpful um, for giving me that extra boost of potentially even double my battery life just uh, just by running it. Yes, it's, you know, it's 140 bucks, but it's a fantastic bargain considering the cost of buying a backup battery for a notebook, uh, if your notebook even has a replaceable battery. And if you have a uh, MacBook Air, you don't have a notebook with an easily replaceable battery. Apple has moved away from that. Exactly. So there is an adapter for Mac. It's a little bit of a pain because it involves you having to buy, I believe, one of the the car chargers because no other company can sell Mac adapters, uh, can, you know, can can sell that magnetic uh, connector except for Apple, but you, if you buy Apple's like car charger thing, they will give you like a car, something that will adapt to that, and then you can get it into your Mac. Um, oh, and by comparison, there are some other batteries that are, have the same issue that are made for Mac that cost $300 $400. So this is a really good deal considering what you get. It will change your experience. I mean, by all means, if you have a notebook that lasts 10 hours on a charge by itself, maybe you don't need it. But for those of us who are kind of mired in the five to six hour range, and that's five to six hours, you know, not at full brightness, this this could be really, really helpful in, in keeping, you, keeping you going. Uh, what I like to do is keep it in my bag, and then uh, while I'm walking from one place to another, I just plug it into my laptop while my laptop is in the bag, so it's charging while I walk. What's it weigh again? Uh, it weighs a little under a pound. Oh, it's not so, so bad. Not so bad. So I'll it's take big for a battery, but but not that big in overall. Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine joining us. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live.
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Gold. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. Nutritious food is real body armor. It builds muscle, burns fat, improves digestion, and feeds the entire body the nutrients it needs. Did you know the U.S. government banned the hemp plant from growing in the United States and classified it as a Schedule One drug to hide it behind the marijuana plant? People have been confused about this plant for over 80 years, and many still don't know what hemp is. So now you know hemp is not marijuana, and marijuana is not hemp. They are different varieties of the same species. Hemp you USA.org wants the world to know these basic facts and to help people understand that hemp protein powder is the best-kept health secret you need to know about. Remember, hemp protein powder contains 53% protein, is gluten-free, anti-inflammatory, non-GMO, and is loaded with nutrients. Call 888-910-4367, 888-910-4367, and see what our powder, seeds, and oil can do for you only at HempUSA.org. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com, spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com, Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM1, the raw probiotic. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. With Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine, we go from the Uber Energizer battery not made by EverReady for $144 to a $49.99 Roku LT. It's more like a streamer rather than a set-top box, isn't it? There's no such thing as a set-top box anymore, I guess, since everybody's using flat panel. You need something really small to balance on top of your set. That being said, I really love my Roku box. And Roku makes several of these, and the entry-level one is $49.99. Uh, so what can you do with it? It has several different channels on it that, for different streaming services. So if you have Netflix, this is an absolute must. It allows you to watch Netflix on your TV just using a remote. There's no a game of trying to stream it from your laptop or stream it from your phone and get that onto your TV. It provides an interface for your TV and a remote to control it. Hulu Plus, HBO Go, and like a hundred other services like that, some of which are free, that you can use. And, you know, it's, it's I, I really couldn't live without my Roku box. And $50 gets you the entry-level one. I would advise spending, I think, 10 or 20 more to get the one that, um, that, has, that does 720p because the entry-level one, I believe, is SD. It's just standard def. Really fantastic bargain for... Really, I mean, if you're a cord cutter and you're trying to get away from cable, this is how you're going to have the optimal experience on your TV. Now, if you want 1080p, you got to buy the most expensive Roku? Uh, or the second most expensive. It's about 80, 80, 80 bucks. But a lot of the services, I mean, I guess they're starting to have some 1080p streaming on Netflix. I have the 720p Roku myself, and it looks pretty pretty good on my 1080p TV. Uh, but, you know, you might want to spring the maximum Roku is a Roku uh, 3. That's $99.99, and that comes with uh, 1080p output and a USB port that you can use to plug in, say, a flash drive, a hard drive, to, to actually play local media on it as well. But, of course, with copyright and everything, you can't copy the stuff you stream necessarily to that local drive. We have to... Bear that in mind, otherwise there'd be other complications with the content providers. Okay, next one. We think of solid-state drives as being uber-expensive, speaking of Uber. Here we have a crucial M4 MSATA SSD, $120 for 128 gigabytes. So the good news is if you have... um if your system supports MSATA, and many of the newer notebooks do, you can have the best of both worlds, and you can have both a hard drive and an SSD. Um, if you, you can obviously buy a non-MSATA SSD and replace your hard drive with it, and those can be had for even under $100. But let's say you're a person who really wants your 500-gig hard drive to store all your, all your stuff. Well, what are you going to do about that? Your best bet at, this, at, at that point is to, if your notebook has an MSATA slot in it, like, for example, as a flash cache or is available with that, you can buy a tiny MSATA, stands for MicroSATA, um, 
solid state drive, which is like the size of a chip of RAM. You can unscrew a little panel on the bottom of your computer, pop it in, and you have now you have both an SSD and a hard drive in your computer, giving you high-speed storage for your programs and your window and your operating system uh, to go along with. Uh, a lot, a copious hard drive storage. So that makes that a really good deal because you don't have to spring for a 256 gigabyte or 512 gigabyte SSD, and yet you can you can enjoy all that storage. Can you do a trick like Apple does with a fusion drive where you kind of combine them through software or through the drivers to act as one intelligent drive? Well, there's probably ways to... I mean, well... He actually, that is what the MSATA thing is actually for, is for what you would call a cache, a flash cache. But it's a so, manual what, cache. It's not an auto cache. No, it is an auto cache. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, by default, a lot of notebooks these days are coming with a 16 or 24 or 32 gigabyte flash cache, and that is sitting on an MSATA uh, stick. And Now, to you as a user, it's invisible. When you look in your device manager, when you look in your hard drives, when you go to Windows Explorer, or should you be using another operating system, when you go look at your files and folders, you won't see that as a drive. Behind the scenes, the computer is using it to cache frequently used files and frequently used programs and putting them on the flash memory because it's faster. Um, And by all means, if you buy a notebook with that capability, you will see some speed improvement. But it's not as good as using that drive as a dedicated SSD. Uh, so if yours comes with a 24-gigabyte flash cache, as many of them do, and you can replace it, replace it. Because, uh, and I have an article on laptop about how to um, replace your, replace your, um, to install an MSATA drive, potentially replacing the MSATA drive that you have, that's where you go and you buy that crucial thing. It's 128 gig. And then you have a dedicated um, SSD. The cache is the computer trying to decide for you what files should be cached and what should not. If you have it as a drive letter, if you have it as an SSD, then you decide, okay, I want my whole Windows on there. I want my Photoshop on there. And I'm going to take my, you know, my music files and put them on my hard drive because I don't need those to load fast. So, uh, you know, the caching is automatic, uh, but I'd rather personally rather make the decision for myself and have enough space to actually store all my good stuff. Are we seeing the time soon when SSDs will be affordable so we don't have to go through this nonsense? Well, they are afford- They are getting to be the point of being a lot more affordable. I'm thinking, you know, not 128 gigabytes, but 512, a terabyte. Today, a terabyte is still close to $1,000, a really high-end one. Yeah, it's still, it's still pricey. So clearly, one thing that would help a lot uh, is trying... Clearly, one thing that you need is you do, is you do need... To find a way to, you know, the prices are coming down. But right now, it's still a case where a 256 gig drive is going to cost you upwards of $175. And a 128 gig drive is probably going to cost you 100 120 
sometimes on sale, you can get it for under 100 around Black Friday time. Uh, but if you want 512 gigabytes or a terabyte, you know, that's going to cost you. 512 gigabytes right now probably cost you at least $400 for an SSD. So it used to be over a dollar a gigabyte, so we're coming out ahead, but compared to, you know, the fact that you could probably get a terabyte hard drive for 80 bucks or 90 bucks or something, uh, there's no price parity at this point. You, it would be nice if someday, someday soon, for, say, three $400, you get a terabyte solid-state drive. That would be pretty good. Anyway, we have Abram Pilch of Laptop Magazine. We're looking at these 10 tech bargains. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Folks, you'll want to hear this. No matter what size your business People don't take you seriously unless you have a professional-looking website. You can empower your business with a stunning online presence, and it's free. Join over 30 million people who have built their websites with Wix. Once again, it's completely free. It requires absolutely no design or coding skills. Want to know more? Check out Wix.com. That's W-I-X. If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio radio got a simple question for you can you sell yes okay can you sell the intangible if yes and you'd like to work nine to five monday through friday with no overtime no weekends if you're passionate about not closing sales but about opening relationships if you truly have a desire to serve global clients who need your advertising expertise and you're local to the twin cities and burnsville are hardworking, self-driven with experience in sales marketing or advertising are personable and a whiz on the phone gcn wants to talk with you right now gcn the genesis communications network is one of the largest independent talk radio networks in the world and we're hiring right now we offer benefits and an excellent commission structure experience preferred but we'll train the right person is that you submit your resume today to advertise at gcnlive.com again that's advertise at gcnlive.com come work with the genesis communications network an equal opportunity employer Hey, all you Dead Doctors Don't Lie fans, this is Justin Baker. If you missed the Doc Wallach Seminar in January right here in Santa Cruz, then now is your chance to see him again. Dr. Wallach is going to be doing a Central California Health Tour the first week in September 2013. You'll have four opportunities to attend his world-renowned health lecture, which is helping people from around the globe reverse disease. Doc will be at the Pacific Cultural Center at 1307 Seabright Avenue in Santa Cruz on Tuesday, September 3rd. The doors open at 6.30 p.m. On Wednesday, September 4th at 6.30 p.m., we will be in Modesto at Soul Harvest Worship Center, 4718 Greenleaf Court, followed by two lectures on Thursday, September 5th at 10.30 a.m. at Mosswood Park Great Hall at 3612 Webster Street in Oakland. And the last event of the health tour will be in Sacramento the evening of September 5th at 6.30 p.m. at the Church of Scientology at 1007 6th street don't miss these life-changing events seating is limited so contact me today at 831-331-9523 that's 831-331-9523 to reserve your free vip seats 
Would you like to be able to disappear, to be invisible to the NSA and Obama spying thugs? Fortunately, there are still a handful of people carrying the torch for freedom and privacy. My friend Chris Peterson is one of them, and he made a video at privacyradio.com that you need to see right now. He'll teach you how to communicate privately, take your identity off the grid, and even disappear forever. Go to privacyradio.com now to see for yourself. Hurry, though. It's just a matter of time before Obama's minions have him shut down and this information is lost forever. Privacyradio.com. Is your dream more time, more money, or better health? Stop by our Longevity booth at the Minnesota State Fair and say hello to the GCN team reps and get your healthy energy drink on the way to the fair. Sign up for door prizes and find out about our amazing home-based business opportunity as featured in Success Magazine, located near the main entry to the State Fair off Snelling and Dan Patch Avenue at 1366 Snelling Avenue North or call 651-261-2040. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Avram Pilch always has these 10 best lists, 5 best lists, the 10 best bargains in tech today. At Laptop Magazine, the next one is the HTC Droid DNA on Verizon, and it says 19.99 on Wirefly. Pray tell, tell me so, more. So, I have to tell you that that uh, Wirefly and Amazon Wireless are are the cheapest way, usually the cheapest way to buy a phone. So, if you're looking for a phone, you do not need to go through the carrier. You should check out the deal, even if you're renewing an existing contract. You should check out the deals on Amazon and Wirefly, because very often they will have better deals. Uh, the Droid DNA was a flagship phone, was a $200 phone not that long ago. Uh, it was the first phone with 1080p. It has Beats audio, lasts over six hours on a charge. Really nice phone. But now it's a little long in the tooth, because in the phone world, six, six to nine months could be an eternity. Nevertheless, it's got pretty good specs. Quad-core, 1080p screen, really nice design. You can get it for $20 if you're a Verizon customer or you're, you're trying to be or you're going to be a Verizon customer. So um, that's just one of many deals you can get if you shop around and go to the third-party sites to buy your phone rather than just heading straight to Verizon or Sprint or Verizon or Sprint or AT&T.com. You know, let me throw you out a bargain for you. Maybe you haven't checked on. I was looking the other day as to whether to switch from AT&T to T-Mobile because they have pretty good coverage in the Phoenix area. And it looks like T-Mobile has an international calling plan for $10 more where you get unlimited calls to 50 different countries' landlines and calls to even cell phones aren't that expensive. And I think of it, my son lives in Spain. I can call him on the road. Isn't this great? Most of the other ones, if you want an international calling plan, the costs are tremendously high. Yeah, I mean, anything to get international calling cheaper, because international calling is just absolutely, you're right, absolutely designed to rip you off. So whatever you can do to, to get that to a more reasonable price, you should definitely do. Something to consider. I have an article, by the way, on the Tech Night Out Live com on my blog about whether I should switch to T-Mobile 
And this is yet another reason to consider it. But you've got to consider it's a smaller network. You may not have good coverage in your area. All right, here we go. MK808B Android Mini PC for $43. What is this? Okay, so I'm a big fan, as you know, of, of Mini PCs. Uh, these, are the, uh, these are the little Android computers on a stick that you can buy. They're the size of a USB flash drive. Uh, but they're a whole computer. You may have an HDMI port on one end that you plug into your TV or a monitor, and they have a USB port for power on the other end. You plug it into an AC adapter and into your into your wall, and then they have some uh, one or two USB ports for connecting peripherals or a hub, and you've got a whole computer there. Um, you've got a whole computer that can run Android, potentially maybe even run a version of Linux. It can be your set-top box. It can be your computer on the go. You could sort of take it around with you because it's so small. Uh, some of these new ones even support uh, Miracast streaming. Uh, if you get a compatible webcam, you can use it for making video calls on your TV. There's just an, an infinite world of things that you can do uh, with, an, with a mini PC. And for $45 uh, or $43 uh, to get a dual-core one, the MK808B is, is a particularly good bargain. Uh, it's available at a number of sites like Amazon and Geek Buying and a few others for in that low $40 range. Uh, you can have that full-fledged computer that you can do all kinds of cool things with, even maybe run a little web server on it if you want uh, for, for such a small amount of money. You might even get it just for the heck of it, you know, just to yeah, see what I it mean, does. Yeah, I mean, for that kind of money, it's a, it, it could be an impulse purchase. The XCOM Global Hotspot or hot pot is what you wrote here. I'm not sure what you meant. $15 oh. per day. <laughs> so you talked about international calls. Well, one issue, of course, is international travel. How do you get online when you're? How do you get online when you're abroad? If you don't use something like XCOM, you're, here are your choices when you go abroad. You can pay your current broadband provider, uh, your current you know mobile provider. Uh, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, and such, an exorbitant fee, you know, something like some ridiculous, some really ridiculous amount for some really small amount of megabytes and then be charged something like a dollar a megabyte or more uh, for overages. Uh, or you can, you can try to find a local SIM card that works, provided you have an unlocked phone or an unlocked hotspot uh, when you travel. That's always a challenge because... A lot of places you go, they, I, I mean, I've several times been to places where they sold me non-working SIMs after, like, hours of trying to deal with someone who didn't speak English. This happened to me in Spain, like, four times. I really, uh, and in Germany once. So I, I highly recommend getting something before you go, uh, before you travel, and that's where XCOM Global comes in. XCOM Global will rent you a hotspot or a USB uh, dongle for your computer for the, with a SIM card in it with unlimited Internet access for the specific country that you're going to. So you go to their website, you say, I'm, go, I'm traveling on these dates to this country or these countries, and they will, a couple of days before you leave, a FedEx package will arrive in the mail with, with your hotspot or with your... Um, with your USB dongle. I personally like the USB dongle because I don't like worrying about the battery. Um, you plug it in, 
you know, you, you take it with you. When you land, it's got a working SIM card in it. It just works. When you get back, you use a prepaid envelope to send it back, and that's $15 a day. A bargain in comparison to what you would pay if you were paying your U.S. phone provider for that mobile broadband. And we have to think, you know, people are used to the fact that maybe you go to a hotel in the United States and there it's, what, $10 a day for Internet, but you never know what you're going to get in some of these other countries. Let's look at another device here. This one is interesting here. A Samsung S22C150N HD monitor for $120. That's a 22-inch screen. Right. So that is really just one example of many where you can get a full HD 22 or 23-inch monitor for well under 150 bucks. Sometimes there are deals. It used to be, I remember how expensive it used to be to buy a monitor. I mean, I remember paying 500 bucks to get like a 16-inch monitor and being happy about it. I will not tell you what it cost me to buy an Apple 12-inch display back in 1989. You don't want to know. Yeah, I, I can totally believe that. So, you know, so the good news is um, that you, that today monitors are dirt cheap. They are dirt cheap. And so the best investment you can make is to buy a second monitor if you only have one. Uh, and if you're below HD, upgrade yourself to HD because it's really, really inexpensive. I mean, I'm not even talking about the fact that there are some open box models that are under 100 bucks. if you go to a site like Newegg.com. What you should not do is buy something that is less than full HD, that is less than 1920 by 1080 resolution. Uh, you could find some of those for 70 or $80 even, but it's just not worth it. You want to have that high resolution, and it's quite affordable. Now, of course, if you go up in price, you can get you can get things that are a little bit higher than HD resolution, or things that have slightly better color or brightness, or things that have slightly better adjustable stand. But you can get a perfectly competent monitor from a quality brand like Samsung uh, for under 150 bucks. Boy, they sure churned them out. Next one on the list, and we're going to do the break here before we get to it, is a small backup drive. We have Avram Pilch of Laptop Magazine joining us. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Owl Live. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. 
Attack of the Rockoids, and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Before another autumn arrives, celebrate the closing days of summer with the first annual Blue Green Organic Summerfest. Friday, September 20th through Sunday the 22nd on beautiful Madeline Island, Wisconsin. It's three days of family-friendly fun and admission is totally free. There's arts and crafts vendors, a farmer's market, and activities for the kids. Plus, great live music with nine bands, both regional and local, including headliners The Suburbs and Allison Scott. It's hosted by Blue Green, serving great organic food on Bell Street on the Restaurant and Event Center grounds. Sponsorship and vendor booths are still available. Call 952-556-8707. The Blue Green Organic Summerfest, September 20th through 22nd. Madeline Island's never seen anything like it, and it's free. Like us on Facebook and visit BlueGreenOrganicSummerfest.com. Sponsored by South Shore Brewery, Fresh Key, Fry Wines, Freezor, Legendary Waters, The Storm 99.7, and 90 for Life Longevity. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service fast free same day shipping and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker A little over a year ago, I began to do a lot of research into why, even though I had a pretty good-sized meal, that I was still starving. And my research led me to a well-known fact that most of the soils that we grow our crops on here in the United States and across the industrialized world are almost completely depleted of almost all of the key minerals and trace elements that our bodies need to rebuild themselves, fight off cancer, and be healthy. I then searched out the best vitamin and mineral company out there and discovered Longevity. The Longevity products are designed to give you the real nutrition you need, and once you've got that, you don't have to eat as much to be satisfied. I've lost 37 pounds in two months, simply getting the vitamins and minerals I need. Check it out for yourself. It's incredible. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com today and order your first canister of Beyond Tangy Tangerine Complete Multivitamin Mineral Complex Dietary Supplement. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. On this 10 best list, 10 best bargains in tech today, we're in the final segment of the show, so we'll get to the rest real quickly. Western Digital My Passport, a one terabyte drive for $69. Wow. So hard drive storage is dirt cheap. 
in as long as it's not solid state, obviously. <laughs> yes, as long as it's not solid state, you can you can get it for cheap. So, in fact, you can get just a really really stupendous deal for for very little money uh, when it comes to buying a backup drive uh, and getting a terabyte. Uh, like I said, very very inexpensive. So what what can you do with what can you do with that? Well, I mean, you can back up your whole, you know, media collection. You can perform a system. You can store system images of your drive. You could share it with your entire family and have all of them back up their stuff on it, and not run out of room. So uh, maybe that's how you get an SSD for cheap, right? Back up your media files that you're not using at the moment. Like let's say you have a lot of home movies or you have a lot of stuff that you downloaded through, you know, less than through dubious means. Uh, you don't have to keep that all on your on your laptop or your desktop's primary SSD. You can keep it on a backup drive like this uh, and just pull it off when you need it. Uh, and for sixty nine ninety nine, I mean that's that's throwaway. Uh, and you know, it also makes a great gift. I mean, that's another thing that's like, hey, not everybody has this, but it's so inexpensive, you could see buying it for someone. Now, not listed here is that new appliance from Google, that streamer for $35. What's your take on it? Ah, so my take on the Chromecast, it is cheap, but I would rather have an Android mini PC to do the things that Chromecast does. So Chromecast is kind of limited. It can download certain things from the cloud and run them provided that the app supports it, but you have to have your phone with you and connected to the Chromecast, or you can use a laptop to do it, but you have to have another device to do it. You can't do it with remote control. It's too much of a kind of derivative experience where you need to have another device. For, you know, $8 more, buy the MK808B mini PC, attach that to your television, to, you can use that to stream files or get a Roku box. Uh, but I, I personally would rather, you know, spend just a few dollars more and have something that's a standalone device that works directly with my TV uh, rather than have to stream something, have to stream something from a device that I have. So this is a case of being no frills, can be two no frills, and not, of course, useful enough. Of course, the other set-top box we all talk about of the Apple TV, and it looks like Apple will be adding more content providers, especially this fall. That's $99, and that's also a pretty good product, one or the other. What do you think here, because we have a few minutes left, about cutting the cable cord? Can you do it with a Roku or an Apple TV? You know, it depends on your, t- it depends on your TV watching habits. There's certainly a lot of people here at our office who, who've done that. They use a Roku box, or even just they're just watching on the computer, and they're they're more than happy to do that. But if you like to just kind of turn the TV on and start watching it, uh, then this is not going to be for you because you have to be very deliberate about what you watch. If you're one of those people who's like, oh, I just want to flip through the channels and see what's on, and just leave something on while I'm working or whatever, cord cutting is a different ha- television watching habit. It's a different television watching lifestyle. You can't do cord cutting. You can't. You just can't do it unless you are just the kind of person who does appointment viewing. Okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch this now. This is what I want to watch now. 
you know, if you don't do that, uh, if you just like to kind of like, like me kind of sometimes just sit there and be a vegetable and couch potato and search through the, you know, surf through the channels, uh, or you want to watch a live event, like a sporting event or live news. I mean, you can get some of those things, uh, as a cord cutter. I mean, sporting events, you could subscribe to something specific like MLB TV or NFL or the NFL has something too, but you know, you have to have a different lifestyle to to take on cord cutting. Now, a lot of people at my job who are young folks, they're going out, they're, ha- they're partying, they're having fun. They don't have you know such a lifestyle where they're sitting around watching TV. So for them, it's cool. They they'll just watch things when they when they want to. You know, when they want to see something specific. Yes, cutting the cord is for the young. I think my son is in that category. He didn't develop the habit of watching particular shows, so when he wants to, he streams them and gets what he wants. He doesn't care so much about what's on TV tonight. Is, for example, as we do this show, it's a Thursday, so we want to see Burn Notice on USA Network. Well, if you cut the cord, maybe you can get the show, but it's going to be streamed a day or two later, you know, that kind of thing. You don't see it now, you have to see it whenever it's available. You have to sacrifice a few things to save money. And that's, of course, the question, I guess, is raised here. If Apple, for example, wants to expand their presence in the TV space, how do they address the content needs and the needs of different kinds of users, those who say, well, today I'll just watch the burn notice season and I'll do binge viewing, or I want to watch the event, which is the news now, the TV show now, the person of interest, elementary, whatever, now. How do you resolve that dilemma? Can Apple do it? I mean, I think the obvious, I think the obvious answer is you have to kind of provide a combined, you have to provide something that does sort of replicate the experience of sort of flipping through channels and having channels that show things at the same time. Um, at the same time, I think the rights issues are still holding back cord cutting. I mean, there's just still so much stuff that you cannot get on demand on you know Hulu or Netflix, uh, and or you have to pay for it and it's not available right away. Like you want an episode of something, it's on M. You know, like like here's a classic example, right? Uh, CBS is is in New York, blocked now by the cable company. It's blocked in three show. states, three cities. Now three major cities. Well, it's blocked because of this disagreement between CBS and Time Warner Cable, which, of course, to the rest of us is childish. Yes, very childish. So, um, so because of that, you have so because that's going on, um, I can't watch Under the Dome, which I like to watch. And uh, I you have can, to, but you I have to go. It. You can, but of course, you have to go through connection. Right. So, you know, so I have to go to their to their website to watch it and uh and by the way, I have to go through their website using my phone using my phone internet because they're so because CPS has been nice enough to block Time Warner Internet from seeing their website. But um but even when I do that, it's not available right away. Like if I want to watch Under the Dome, you know, when it airs at like nine PM on Monday, I can't. I gotta wait until probably the next day. Because it doesn't come on like an hour later, it comes on like a day later. So 
if you're cord cutting, you're you're always behind too because it takes a long time for things to. Sometimes it's a day. Sometimes in the case of binge viewing, it's a year for things. Or you go pay Amazon a dollar ninety nine for it, and it still takes a while to show up. So you're always behind too if you're cord cutting. And part of the problem is the content providers have to be educated into what's happening in the 21st century. And as we see between CBS and with Time Warner Cable, it's going to take a while for both sides to get it together. Avram Pilch always has it together. My friend, tell us where we can find more of your stuff. Uh, well, you can read all of our news at LaptopMag.com, uh, read my columns at LaptopMag.com slash geek, or follow me on Twitter at GeekInChief. You can find us on Twitter where we are known as Tech Night Owl. We're Tech Night Owl on Twitter. Or go to TechNightOwl.com, our internet portal, where you have my cutting-edge commentaries and links to all the radio shows. And one more thing. We have a special show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this week we're talking about the Van Meter Visitor, a Mothman or bat-like creature seen towards the turn of the 20th century. How about that? Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. To Avram Pilch, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Always a pleasure. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.